Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 551 for September 14 through 20, 2020. A heavily aspected Virgo new moon with a somber Sabian symbol highlights the week of September 14th. We also have a T-square featuring Mercury, Mars, Saturn, and Pluto that wants to be your megaphone so you can get your message out. Add in six bonus aspects that are not in my written forecast, and you've got a powerful astrological week. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and a video, so you can choose whichever format you prefer. The video version includes detailed chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns. You can also see these graphics in my written forecasts at astroshaman.com. This Week in Astrology is honored to be one of the internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. And if you have not already, be sure to click the link in the show notes for two chances to win a free Astrology Plus session with me each month. What's old as we come into this week? We've got a waning moon and four retrograde planets, Saturn, Pluto, Chiron, and Uranus. So let's get on to our first day of the week, Monday, September 14, with the Sun trying Pluto, Sun 23 Virgo, and Pluto 23 Capricorn. The Sun is core of identity and vitality. Pluto is wealth and power. So gosh, just with that alone, think, wow, I could have a lot of power to do the things I want to do. I could have wealth potentially available to me more easily. Uh, if we want to hone in on the sun sign place, we say, okay, what is Virgo? Virgo could be service. Uh, maybe Pluto can empower the service I'm doing. And as always with Virgo, I recommend service that makes you feel awesome and lit up and service that you would love to do again. Ideally, it should also take advantage of your special gifts and talents if possible. Uh, what else is Virgo? Virgo's health. So you could put a lot of cool energy into your health. Um, I went vegan about a week ago. I've done it before, but feeling so much more lightness and uh, more spiritual consciousness just because of the dietary change. So um, I've made a shift in my own health. Um, I'm not trying to tell you what to eat, but do monitor what you're putting in your mouth and how it is affecting your overall vitality and energy. Uh, Virgo also has a third meaning, which is, you know, refinement and, you know, getting it just right. Uh, that's why over the last few podcasts, I've been putting out requests about, uh, various things that I'm asking about regarding podcast improvement. I've got one last one. I'll tell you about a little bit later, but anything you want to, uh, refine, improve, uh, adjust a system or procedure, uh, this could give you a lot of power for that too. So those are just a few ideas on how to use a sun Pluto trine. Let's go on to Tuesday, September 15, Venus square Uranus. This is Venus 10 Leo and Uranus 10 Taurus. Uh, usually with Venus, the first uh, item up is relationship. So what's Uranus? Uranus is intuitive hits, radical change, trying a new, even radical new direction. So Venus square Uranus is a great time to ask yourself, whatever relationship I'm in, even if it's awesome, what could we do to take it to the next level? If you're in a relationship that's more challenged, is there a paradigm shift that we could try that might help things out? I was just on a, uh, a telesummit yesterday with Alara Canfield, and I talked about uh, two relationship systems, nonviolent communication, and a version of radical honesty that I practice called compassionate radical honesty. And you can check out that. I'll actually put a link to that in the show notes for you. And you could... Um, 
just ask yourself, okay, what could I do to take a relationship to the next level in any way? And with Uranus in the game, intuitive hits pop in and you can just get that guidance direct from your higher self a lot of the time. Venus is also creativity. Uh, and Leo, of course, is the performer in the spotlight. So a great time to be, you know, sharing your beautiful creative gifts with the world. And Uranus says either do it in an unconventional way. And it's also inviting you to be unconventional with your creativity. If you've been uh, getting a sense, I want to break into some kind of new creative area in some way. This is a great energy to do that with. And Venus is also money. And therefore, um, would it be good to paradigm shift how you're working with money in some way? Those are all interesting ways to use a Venus-Uranus square. Let's go on to Thursday, September 17. We're momentarily done with the bonus aspects, and now we're getting into the Virgo new moon. That's at 7 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 25 Virgo. Again, this is on Thursday, September 17th. While this Virgo new moon waxes for the next two weeks, it supports fresh beginnings in the areas of service and health, as well as editing, perfecting, and organizing. As much as possible, focus your service in areas that light you up. Health could refer to your well-being or you supporting the health of others. Aspects. The sun and moon form a grand cross with Neptune and the lunar nodes. For starters, this invites you to use Neptune's energy in a way that serves highest good. Neptune's optimal expressions include spiritual awakening and divinely inspired creativity. The latter could be artistic or an innovative approach to any area of life. Neptune also supports dream work and operating in flow state, being in the zone. Also note where Neptune may be showing its more challenging side. These expressions can include substance abuse, excessive escapism, aimless drifting, or playing the victim. The more you focus on Neptune's high expressions, the less its lower manifestations will tempt you. However, be sure to seek professional help if you have a substance abuse issue. Let's focus on the lunar nodes for a moment. The south node's in Sagittarius, while the north node is in Gemini. These two signs form the axis of communication. Could you serve others by spreading a particular message right now? If so, Neptune will inspire you to do so. Neptune can also channel the information through you that will best serve your audience. Communication doesn't have to include words. Could you serve others by sharing your creative gifts? Even if you're into nonverbal expressions such as dance or instrumental music, they're supported by this new moon grand cross. The luminaries, and when I say the luminaries, I'm referring to the sun and moon, and the south node form the back end of a Thor's hammer, which points to Uranus. Again, this is another aspect pattern within the new moon. This aspect pattern invites you to embody your authentic self, follow your intuitive flashes, and serve others using your special gifts that you most love to use. By the way, those were all Uranus ideas. The South Node holds talents you developed in previous lives, as well as challenges you came to heal in this life. Stepping into your authentic self will almost certainly involve activating past life gifts. This process is pretty much guaranteed to activate the wounds and traumas that have kept these gifts from expressing in your life. Step boldly into whatever shadow work is needed to heal these old wounds and activate your past life gifts. My free healing invocation has helped thousands do this healing work quickly and efficiently. There's a link to that in the show notes. Individual aspects. The luminary's loose semi-square to Leonine Venus 
could activate some challenges in your relationships, creativity, or finances. This aspect also encourages you to share your creative gifts with the world. Finally, the sun and moon trine, 2020's most badass aspect pattern, the Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction that helped catalyze the pandemic and supercharged Black Lives Matter. This trine is a soft, harmonious aspect, so these powerhouse planets can support your new moon goals with power, wealth, structure, perseverance, and luck. This new moon's Sambian symbol is a flag at half-mast in front of a public building. On the most obvious level, this symbol gives acknowledgement of all those who have died during the pandemic. More subtly, it signals the psychological or shamanic death and rebirth process we all must experience as we evolve. Your old self must die before your new self can rise from the ashes. At first, it can be terrifying to consign your old identity to the flames. But after you do it a few times, it becomes exciting. You can never be exactly sure what the new you will be like. Hundreds of clients have shared their death and rebirth stories with me, and there's one thing they all agree on. Their new version is a big step up from the old one. I've put a link in the show notes to a beautiful song by David Wilcox. It's called Young Man Dies, which masterfully expresses this bittersweet death and rebirth process. Also today, we have a T-square. Are you ready to get your message out? A new T-square featuring Mercury, Mars, Saturn, and Pluto wants to be your megaphone. It starts today on September 17, peaks on the 22nd, and ends on the 29th. Libran Mercury encourages you to craft your message in a way that's harmonious and easy to receive. Libra can also stand for creative expression, so your message could be creative and doesn't even have to include words, as we discussed earlier. Even though Mars in Aries is retrograde, it can still help light a fire to get you in gear. Pluto contributes power and potentiates transformation and wealth. Finally, Saturn, dignified in Capricorn, can help you spread your message with maturity, consistency, good planning, and excellent time management. This T-square can also bring challenge. Be careful to avoid argument and verbal attack, especially since this aspect could influence people to stubbornly cling to their current beliefs. There's a danger of verbal attacks leading to physical violence, so consider leaving those harsh words unspoken. We also have some bonus aspects here on the 17th of September. We have Mercury square Jupiter and the Sun trine Saturn. Let's start with Mercury square Jupiter. That's Mercury at 17 Libra and Jupiter at 17 Capricorn. Mercury and Jupiter are the two planets of communication. Mercury is, I want to learn, I want to share information. Uh, Mercury is more just about uh, facts, data, information, you know, just raw info. Jupiter is about, let's take that information and, and put it together into a religion, a philosophy, a meaning of life, something that makes life better. So when you put these two planets together in an intense, stimulating aspect like a square, the urge to learn or share information can just be huge. So uh, I referred to this theme earlier in an aspect pattern I interpreted, the T-square actually. So we've got Mercury and Libra. And as I said earlier, in reference to another aspect pattern, you know, Mercury wants to express itself either with harmony and flow and grace, whatever the words or, you know, content may be. And Libra, of course, is the artist. So um, 
Jupiter square, a planet in Libra is an invitation to greater artistic expression. So obviously a theme we worked earlier that's being you know, talked about with this particular aspect. We also have the Sun trine Saturn. The Sun's at 25 Virgo and Saturn's at 25 Capricorn. Uh, this is a really good energy just to get stuff done. Trine is, again, easy, smooth connections. Sun is you and your vitality. Saturn says just carry on and keep calm. And let's just make things happen. It's a, broadly a good energy for productivity and overall. And also all the Saturnian themes that are on the high side. I mentioned them a moment ago, like maturity, responsibility, good time management, planning the work, working the plan. All that good stuff is easier to do with the Sun trine Saturn. So those are some lovely ways you can use that. Let's move on to Friday, September 18. Another bonus aspect, Mercury quincunx Neptune. That's Mercury at 19 Libra, Neptune at 19 Pisces. So now we have Mercury connecting to the planet of divine flow and intuition with a quincunx, which says uh, it's not going to come together automatically. You're going to have to make some kind of adjustment. And a very easy way to do this is just say, okay, I want to be more receptive to my intuitive input. And therefore, I'm going to simply make an effort. I'm going to create moments when I have a calm, still mind. I'm going to actively ask my divine to send down the information I want. If I'm doing a creative project, Neptune's also you know, inspired creativity. Um, I, I recommend to my clients who are creative, when they sit down to do their work, I say, invoke the muse. You know, I, spirit that I am, please flow the energy through me, or rather flow the creative expression through me. That'll serve highest good. And it might amaze you how much more a juicy uh, creativity can come through if you simply ask for it. And that's one way you could use Mercury, Quincunx, Neptune, again, especially with Mercury and Libra, the sign of creativity. So uh, just some ways. So basically, in bottom line, you could either just try to be more generally intuitive, just be more in flow state, just know what to do, or invoke specific information or uh, inspiration from Neptune. So that's Mercury, Quincunx, Neptune. We got one more on Saturday, September 19, the Sun, Quincunx, Mars. This is the Sun at 27 Virgo and Mars at 27 Aries. Um, this is inviting a lot of energy in. Mars, again, is the warrior, the pioneer, the entrepreneur, the sexual being, the one who just gets stuff done, gets it started. And the Sun, of course, we could just say is you and your vitality. So there's definitely energy available here with the Quincunx. But again, not automated. Again, whatever you can do to call in or activate that, do some exercise, get active, um, you know, put something into motion that will help activate the quincunx. Now, the quincunx with Mars, especially with Mars being a little persnickety while it's retrograde, could also lead to some low Mars expressions. You could feel a little more angry, irritable, impulsive. Um, things like that are potentiated possibly with a Mars sun quincunx. So just watch for those things as always. The basic rule I use in astrology is you, you shortcut the low side by focusing on the high side. So what high side Mars energies can you bring into play? In what way can you be the warrior, pioneer, entrepreneur, initiator, sexual being in a good, positive, life-affirming way? And that, that puts Mars to good use. So those are the aspects for the week. Last week, I asked for your feedback on my use of the asteroid goddesses. Did you feel it was too much, too little, or just right? No one expressed any concerns about my current use of Ceres, Juno, Pallas, and Vesta, so I'll continue as usual. There's only one more question I'd like to ask you while the sun is in refinement-loving Virgo. If you could change one thing about this podcast to make it better, anything at all, what would it be? 
please leave a comment on this episode's blog post, email me at astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com or text me at 828-338-9852. Thanks for your input. Everyone's welcome to participate in most live Awakening Plus calls for free. These calls support your individual healing and awakening and also support the current global spiritual awakening. Here are brief descriptions of our remaining September events. We have group healing, immunity boosting, and awakening this Tuesday, September 15 at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Enhanced immunity is good to have, especially in the midst of this pandemic. So we call it in along with embodied awakening and healing. That should last 60 to 90 minutes. We have on September 22nd, that Tuesday night, a meta constellation called Supporting Humanity's Great Awakening. This is featuring guest facilitator V. Kapoor, and it's at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, an hour earlier than usual because it's a longer event. What energies are supporting humanity's great awakening? What forces are trying to block it? Please join us in a process designed to accelerate this awakening while giving you a unique transpersonal experience. This is a meta constellation, a variation of the powerful family constellation healing modality. We'll witness healing movements that will clear and transform obstacles to humanity's awakening. This is an authentic magical technology with real world effects. We expect it to last two to three hours. And if you have to leave early, that's okay. Um, but uh, it's going to be a very unique process, unlike anything we've done before in Awakening Plus. And we just added a bonus event on Tuesday, September 29 with Makisla. I believe this is her first solo event in Awakening Plus. She's going to give you a sound bath with her singing bowl. Um, and uh, this is a bowl tuned to the heart chakra, so a beautiful heart opening will await you. And that should be a shorter event, probably 30 to 60 minutes. And also, have we got a busy membership or what? Every week, we're doing a New Earth support call Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We create our sacred container, invoke embodied awakening, and then flow energy to support the more awakened New Earth currently blossoming. The divine always rewards us with personal spiritual upgrades and profound bliss. These events last about an hour or less. Boy, the one that last Thursday was amazing. Uh, toward the end, we were just held in a beautiful space and we were literally saturated with as much bliss as we could hold. And that lasted for quite a while. I mean, they took us right to the max. Anything more would have been painful but we all just sat in this extraordinary state of bliss and the divine let us know we're doing this because you're being used, you know, you're basically templates, you're, you're surrogates for the, for humanity. And we need to saturate you up with as much bliss. Then we, they were taking that, that bliss and they were sending it down to the rest of the humans. It was amazing. Every time we've done this for months now, it's always different. I love these new earth support calls. And uh, we also did a shamanic awakening ceremony last Tuesday uh, very powerful. Uh, so many people commented at the end, they had such powerful healings and releases and clearings. Uh, Awakening Plus features at least three live streaming events each month. Although, as I said, we're doing lots more during the pandemic. Most are open to everyone for free. The archive of over 260 transformative events, as well as accountability partners and the forum are available exclusively to Awakening Plus members. And the magical thing about that archive is all the archived events are every bit as powerful as the live events. It's really extraordinary how that works. You can learn more about this at awakeningplus.com. 
Thanks for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance. And during the pandemic, I have dropped my rates significantly. I also offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. Learn all about this and more at astroshaman.com. And to check the show notes for all the things I've been talking about, go to astroshaman.com slash 551. Again, astroshaman.com slash 551. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com. My number for voice and text, 828-338-9852. I would love to connect with you. We're wrapping up this episode. Please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so others like you can find it. Thanks again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.